the late 80s, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the podcast Pat Trek. My continuing mission to introduce my friend Patrick to the best show that ever ran on television and to boldly go where millions of white guys with glasses have gone before. Hello and welcome to Pat Trek. This is the show where my friend Pat O'Rourke introduces me, Patrick Winninger, to Star Trek The Next Generation, a show that I've never seen. And I have seen a ton of times. And Patrick, do you think when our friends see us out in public, they wonder if we're the same guy in makeup? Like maybe we're the same guy, but we have subtle makeup differences? Well, I mean, they see us in the same room. Yeah. Do they think we're clones or something? No, or? they think we're exceptional actors. Oh, or por- an por- exceptional portraying actor. the same person. No, well, portraying different portraying people. different people, but the same person. <laughs> yeah, which is what happens in this episode. Talking about brothers. Yeah, cutting right to the fun fact because I found it fascinating that Brent Spiner basically did all of the work in this episode. Yeah, he was Doctor Noonan Song. Yep, he was Lore and Data, and they were all in the same room at the same time. At the same time, just like you and me, Patrick. <laughs> We're an amazing actor. <laughs> We're the same person, yeah. Well, I thought it was funny because in the last episode, Family, Data wasn't in that one. No, not This at one all. is all Data, all the time. Full court Data press. <laughs> it's, it's all Brent Spiner Yeah, in this episode. Well, for Patrick's Log, this came out October 8th, 1990. And I had to dig around. I found an old... Uh, Chicago Tribune from that day. Oh, cool. And just kind of buried in the paper is former Klansman won't challenge loss in Louisiana. State Representative David Duke conceded defeat Sunday to incumbent U.S. Senator J. Bennett Johnston, who said he got the message from 600,000 voters who backed Duke, a former Klan leader running as a Republican. Duke backed off on his threat to file a lawsuit over absentee ballots cast, but not counted for State Senator Ben Baggert, the official Republican nominee. Baggert dropped out two days before Saturday's primary amid pressure from national GOP leaders who feared his presence in the race would help Duke force a November runoff. So this is when David Duke was trying to run for governor of Louisiana, I think. Oh. He tried to run for higher office a bunch of times. He was like a state rep right. and, and like lost his seat. And it was throughout the 90s, there was this... In late '80s and early '90s, there was this huge fear because, like, at one point, and I don't think it's this one, he almost became governor. That would have been crazy. That would have been insane. He he was running in a because Louisiana has this weird runoff system, where like I think it's called a jungle primary, where you you basically have like five different people running at the same time, and you can win a seat just by getting 30% of the vote. That's crazy. Yeah. So if you really activate your base, yeah, you and people were. Kind of terrified, because David Duke did used to be the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan in the 70s. Yeah. And he's active today, still. Yeah. That Who's mother- the Grand Wizard now? I don't know. So th- it's a different structure, because they got the shit suit out of them in the oh. 80s, and they basically did Like copyright infringement? No, they- so they- For using the word wizard? No. That would have been awesome. But no, this- <laughs> 
this guy, Michael Donald, uh, was a black man in Mobile. That My parents actually lived in Mobile when this happened. He, this was down the street from them. He was publicly murdered by Klansmen. Mm. And there were people that were just coming from a Klan meeting. And Michael Donald's mother in the Southern Poverty Law Center basically sued the Klan into oblivion. And so now, anytime someone says the Klan, there's actually a bunch of smaller organizations. Back when David Duke was the head, there was one big organization. Oh. So. And it was like a public organization. Yeah, like everyone knew about that. And like this guy was out running for fucking governor of Louisiana. <laughs> like, no, it's, it's so wild. Yeah. And like he's. I still, mean, that's not that long ago. That's not that long ago. <laughs> this is 1990. Yeah. He didn't get it, though. But Thank God. still, scary to think about. Yeah. That was the headline from when this aired, uh, 1990. Well, luckily, we don't have to relive that event in the <laughs> yeah. 90s, and we are reliving a utopian future. Yeah, yeah everything is perfect now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Sorry to bring everybody down. I just I, Hey, that's what Patrick's log is that's for. That's what Patrick's log is for. <laughs> but to get into the episode, again, yeah. we're talking about brothers. Oh, um, brothers. Yeah. Well, so it kind of fakes you out at the beginning. It does. I think it's going to be about just these two brothers that you never met before. Because as Picard is saying in the intro, they had a two-day vacation that had to be cut short because the Enterprise has to gun it to this Starbase medical facility because this little kid played a practical joke on his brother and he's real sick now. Which is unfortunate, certainly. Yeah. But also, man, that kid sucks for ruining everyone's vacation. <laughs> Which kid? The brother or the Jake, brother? Jake, the older Jake brother. Potts, the older brother. Yeah. Willie is the, the sick one. I mean, it is pretty twisted, the practical joke he plays. It is messed up. So we see him kind of being like frog marched through a hallway. He gets walked into the observation lounge. And yeah. uh, Riker is standing yeah, there. And Deanna's there, and she's like trying to be the good cop, and, and Riker's a bad cop, basically. He's intimidating as hell! Yeah, I know. And as you find out, he's pissed at this kid for a good reason. He had to leave Riza! Yeah! No, we don't know where he was, Wait, but he, yeah. <laughs> his R- vacation was his cut vacation short. His vacation got cut short. So he's like, alright, Jake, tell me what you did. And it turns out this kid had played a prank on his little brother, Willie, because he's like, Willie's always making fun of me, and... He put like a balloon or something in his vest when they were playing laser tag mm-hmm. and made Willie think that he killed him, which is a messed up. That's prank pretty messed up to play on a nine year old. Mm-hmm. And Willie went and ate a cove palm or something, which I don't quite understand, I don't understand how, how those are connected. connected. Yeah. <laughs> but they have like these dangerous parasites in them, and now he's got to go to sick bay. So was he so distraught that he killed his brother he was trying to kill himself? That's what it made it sound like, which is pretty dark. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that's messed up. That's very dark. Uh, Romeo and Juliet situation. Right. But with brothers. Yeah. Yeah, He. I mean, Jake is like, I didn't know that any of this would happen. I was. I was just trying to play a prank on him. And Riker's like, look, we took you on this vessel with uh on the condition that you wouldn't get into trouble so think about that and <laughs> think about what would happen if we weren't so close to a starbase medical facility and i guess if if they weren't two days away this kid would die yeah so jake is really depressed and he goes on this turbo lift with data 
and he's trying to explain to Data, like, look, it was just a prank or whatever, and Data's like, well, you know, we're two days away from a medical facility, so I'm sure, and he cuts off mid-sentence, and he just stares off into space. And Jake is like, hey, what, what's, what's wrong? What's going on? And Data just wordlessly goes into the bridge. <laughs> His head is kind of twitching. Right, like something happened to Data. Yeah. A flip, mid, or a switch was flipped. Right, like mid-sentence. Mm-hmm. So he goes into the bridge and like just goes to his his uh, station at the helm, and he messes up the course of the ship. Like no one seems to notice what's going on, or that Data's acting weird. No, he just walks right up to. Uh, well, he he has one of the ensigns leaves, and he takes his station. Yeah, and he removes the atmosphere from the bridge, which yes. he can survive, but no one else can. And yes. they're like, "Oh, well, guess the atmosphere is going." Okay, see you later. We're going to go down to engineering. All right, Data, you do your thing. No one notices that he did it Mm -mm. or that he's acting very strange. Mm -mm. But they go down to engineering, and Data stays up on the bridge. Yeah, and he he puts them into warp 9.1. Which I didn't know they could do. Yeah, they just can't go to 10? 10, okay. I thought 8 was the highest. No, I think it's 10. I think 10 is when you're dead. All right. It's when you start seeing, like, goldfish swim around your face. (laughs) Yeah, so he he puts him into warp. He kicks everyone off the bridge, basically, and he goes over to this other station, and he's able to like imitate Captain Picard's voice. Mm-hmm. And he isolates. This scene is rad. Yeah, it's great. Like he isolates all of the command functions to be only from the bridge. So he's the only one that is able to. So even if Picard used his voice to, you know, from engineering, he wouldn't be able to do anything. Yeah, he isolated control. Yeah, so he is in control of the ship. They're back down in engineering, like all of the command crew, and they are like, "So what is going on? Like, this is Data doing this, right? I think we figured that out because Picard can't access control, and they realize that Data has isolated that. They're like, "Well, we don't know what's going on with him, but." Something got into his positronic brain or something. I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> it's wild how powerful this proves Data to be. I know. He could destroy the entire ship if yeah. he wanted to. With no problem. Yeah. Which is also like it shows how dangerous Lore was. Yes. Because Lore is evil. Oh, yeah. And is able to do all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Data also like... And use contractions. Right, yeah. And he can use contractions. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, Data also puts like this really complicated code on all of the command functions, too. Yeah. And it's, like, a five-minute-long code. Like a, B, Alpha, Alpha, Charlie. Yeah. Seven, one, seven, seven zero. Two. Yeah, like, it's there's, cool, but there's no way that they can crack this thing. No way. He has taken full control of this ship. They, like, they try to separate the saucer from the rest of it, and Data shuts that down. Uh, there's Hell nothing yeah. that they can do. Nothing! Yeah. They're screwed! So... Then, like, they're thinking, okay, so we can't separate the saucer, and then uh, we... The other thing is that they're in warp, and they have no control of the sensors. They have nothing in the bridge that controls the ship they have no access to. No. And at one one point, Riker's like, yeah, the only way we'd even know we're out of warp is by looking out the window. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only thing that we do. So they're able to, like, get life support on the bridge, finally, and they're trying to get access... Uh, to the bridge from the deck below. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're cl- climbing up the Jeffries tubes. Yeah, Jeffries tubes. the Jeffries tubes. tubes. But then Data 
does like this uh, force field thing and and blocks them. Data is a master of ship mechanics. So what I'm assuming is that, that they have these force fields all throughout all the hallways yeah. and decks of the ship. And what that is for is if the ship is damaged, like the hull, the force fields, you know, it's like in a in a like a real ship, you can seal off uh, doors and stuff. You the know? Enterprise is a real ship. Yeah, but I mean like a, a, a floating vessel. Like oh, a, oh, yeah. oh. So, a primitive submarine. <laughs> yeah. But right, but that's what the force fields are for. Yeah, and we've seen people contained in them before too. So yeah, if there's something bad happening. So Data is able to control that, like, like a master. Like he's walking down the hall, and the security again, totally useless, is oh, trying yeah. to chase him. But he just turn look, turns on the force field. Oh yeah, and they can't shoot through it. They can't do anything. Yeah, and he finally gets to uh, the transporter room. O'Brien told everyone that he was doing this. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, uh, by the way, he, he he's trying to get to the transporter room. Yeah, like, now I that they've flown why, somewhere. But we don't know where we are, but he wants to get to the planet. Yeah. We see him looking up. He, they even blocked the transporter at one point from working out of the bridge. Yeah. Because um, knowing that Data's going to want to get he's off. He's going to want to get wherever off. Wherever he's yeah. going, yeah. So uh, he's got... He goes into the transporter room. He's able to turn on the force field behind O'Brien and Worf, and Worf is trying to shoot through it. And Or no, it was a Riker. Riker, yes. Riker's trying to shoot through it, and O'Brien's like, oh, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> it's a real bad idea. Yeah. Uh, but they see Data messing with the transporter stuff, and he's basically making it so he can transport himself uh, from any point in the ship. Right. Like, I think it's, like, the site-to-site transport or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and O'Brien, like, tells everyone, yeah, that's what he's doing. Explains the technology. Yeah, I guess I guess we can't really stop him. And you can do this just by switching a bunch of chips around in a circuit board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the sick bay, Dr. Crusher is talking to, to Willie. And Willie is the little kid again. You know, he ate the parasite. And Picard <laughs> is trying to check in. He's like, hey, how's the kid doing? And she says, well, you know, he's fine now, but... In two days, he's going to be dead. <laughs> like, this isn't going to last long. He's in, in, like, a force field quarantine thing. And they're trying to, like, give the minimal amount that he needs for the uh, quarantine force field so mm-hmm. that they can divert that power to the rest of the ship to try to break Data's control over it. Um, but the kid does seem fine. Yeah. Like he's a happy dying kid. <laughs> yeah, like Troy and and mad Jake. at his brother still. Right. Well, oh, yeah, brothers. Because like Troy and Jake try to come in, and Willie just turns away when Jake shows up, and Jake's like, "Yeah, there's no point. He doesn't want to talk to me. Um, this is pointless. He's always gonna hate me." And like Crusher is trying to talk to Willie, like, "Haven't you ever played a practical joke on anybody?" And he's like, "No, I haven't. It's not funny to the person." You know, being goofed on. Well, is have you not even on April Fools? Yeah, well, it's no fun to the one being fooled. Right, I know. It's like, all right, you're lame. Uh, <laughs> he is lame, but and he does have a point when she's like, "Well, I don't think Jake meant it," and, he, and he's like, "What kind of joke is making you think I killed my brother?" Which is like, yeah, that's yeah. messed up. <laughs> your brother's you, you a do sociopath. Have a point. <laughs> your your brother is a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong, Willie. I will say. Beverly Crusher has some of the worst lines of this episode. Though. Yeah, well, 
I kind of forgive it because she's trying to entertain a kid. Oh, they're so bad. But they're so bad. No, the kid would hate these lines. Yeah. But she's trying to lift the spirits. It mm-hmm. doesn't really seem to be working. Like, because the kid because they're bad lines. The kid knows what danger he's in. He does. He knows he's as good as dead. Yeah. So uh, the Enterprise is passing by this planet, Terlina Three, and by this point, Data has been able to activate the the transporter thing and beams down to the surface. It's like this jungle planet, uh, sort of deal. And he goes to this isolated building. It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone lives on this planet except for one guy. We know that. They yeah. say there's only one life form. Yeah. One human life form. And he goes into this lab, and it's, like, full of all this weird mad scientist shit. Oh, yeah. It was like very much a science antiques. place. Yeah, it's like you can tell. This Glowing is rods. Kind of lab. And this old, old man, he's Brent Spiner and a bunch of prosthetics, <laughs> greets him. It turns out... This is Dr. Noonan's son. Who we thought was dead! Who we thought was dead. Who we thought got destroyed by the crystal entity. Which I love them poking fun at their own oh, yeah. uh, bad special well, effects. Well, Noonan's son is kind of a, a jokester. Like, he's, he's you know, this kind of goofy old man. Mm-hmm. And Sung is basically explaining to Data, I never live anywhere without an escape plan. And... Yeah, I didn't expect to be attacked by a snowflake, <laughs> but that's how that happened. Yep. <laughs> and yep. I got out, and now you're here. And he had basically activated Data's brain to show up, and he like messes with his com badge, and he like tunes him up or something. Yep. Uh, Data can't contact the Enterprise. He's like, "Look, I need to contact the Enterprise. You got to get me out of here. I don't know what happened. I I just." I pretty much woke up here. I blacked out, and here I am. Yeah, and Sung is like, look, your friends are going to come for you. It's fine. You know, let me fix you up here, and, you know, we, ha- we haven't seen each other in a while, so just have a seat. Just hang out. Uh, Let's dish. Yeah, it'll be okay. So Sung is turned on, like, a homing device in his brain, I guess. Right. So that point in the, um, in the turbo lift where Data looks up all of a sudden, that was when it got activated because mm-hmm. they got near uh, Thalia 3 and that is what caused him to divert the ship and like move. Uh, Daddy wanted to say hi. Yeah, I know. And he may kill this kid, but, but you know. hey, <laughs> Noonan doesn't care about that. No. Uh, back on board, the kid is still like not talking to his brother. Still full of parasites. Yes, Willie's still full of parasites. (laughs) And everyone is having some trouble getting control of the Enterprise because they go onto the bridge, are finally able to get it. Worf can't access the command functions. But then Picard tries to access command functions, and he he has to enter that, that... that code. That dang code. That's that super long code. Alpha Bravo right. AB one two seven. Yeah, and uh Jordy's like, Yeah, I thought data would do this. Uh <laughs> we're gonna have to find some kind of workaround. Man, uh, data is OP. I know, but in the meantime, all they have is sensors and they yeah. scan the planet. They're like, Well, we can't access data. We I don't know, something his with his com badge must not be working, but there is one life form down there. So Noonan Song is the only person on the planet. Yes. As far as anyone knows. How he got there, no one knows. Yeah. There's also a vessel in orbit, but they can't find a life form there either. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, back on Cernalina 3, 
Song is talking to Data about, like, why'd you join Starfleet? And Data's like, well, you know, they rescued me from the planet. And he's like, oh, so you just wanted to emulate them because they rescued you. I'm pretty disappointed. And Data's like, well, what? Why? What would you want me to do? He's like, I don't know. I just thought you wanted me to, thought you would have wanted to be a cybernetics uh, professor or a scientist, you know, like me, like your old man. Following your footsteps. Right. And Data's like, well, that's weird. Like, why would you want me to do that? Why? <laughs> and why, you know, come to think of it, why did you make me? And they have this conversation where, like, Sung is kind of using this Socratic method thing to tease out these answers, answers from data and he's like well why do humans like old things there's still old cities with old walls and ruins all over earth any other species would say no tear that down and build it up build it into something efficient and data's like well i think that's because people see a link to uh their past and and reminds them of their heritage and uh song is like well why and he says well because humans are mortal and that establishes some kind of continuity and gives their lives meaning. And Song says, yeah, but does it only go one direction to the past? What about continuity with the future? And he's like, well, that's why people have children. And he's like, well, I think that's why you, how you answered your own question. <laughs> so Song created Data. And I don't know if it's because he couldn't have kids or something, but like this was how he wanted... This is what he wanted his legacy to be. Yeah. and I mean, he made these androids in his own image. Right. Made him look like him. Yeah, it's all Brent Spiner. Yeah, exactly. Well, at one point, he even says, oh, I always loved that face. Right. it's like his face younger, yeah. you know? This is like a dad, but even more narcissistic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> he built them. He built them with his face. Yeah. Uh, and then as they're talking, we see uh, these pair of boots come in, and it's Lore. Yeah. Lore has entered the laboratory. Hell yeah. Finally. It's been yeah. a while since we've seen Lore. Song points out that both of uh, both Lore and Data have a homing device in their brain. Mm -hmm. So they were both brought there. And Data is like, look, Dr. Song, you can't trust Lore. Uh, this guy was yeah. in league with a crystal entity. Yeah. He tried to destroy the Enterprise. Like, this dude is evil. Yeah, not a good dude. Right. And Song is like, look, no, he's not evil. He's your brother. And I think you totally misunderstood him. And one of the things that I was reminded of is that lore, or the way that Brent Spiner plays lore, is much more animated and, like, human. Oh, yeah. Than, uh, than Data. Which could be more dangerous because he could fool people. Well, that's what he does. He's a manipulator. And that's what he does, yeah. And Data, it's almost impossible for him to do that. Right. And I had totally forgotten that aspect. Yeah, and it comes across a lot better in this episode than the first time we see Lore because this episode is, frankly, considerably stronger in what they're actually doing. Yeah. Versus, you know, the first time we see him, it's like, ooh, evil twin brother. Yeah. This time there's, like, more stakes to it. It's more about family. Yeah. But Lore is mad as hell. Oh, hell yeah! Because he got deactivated back on Omicron Theta. Mm -hmm. uh, he was seen, he, he was like, well, you thought that I'm an imperfect creation. And Song is saying, no, neither one of you is more perfect than the other, which Data is blown away by. Yeah. Because Lore had always told him that he was the more perfect creation, and Data just kind of believed it. Because Data's a sucker. Well, yeah, I and mean, he has no ego. Mm -mm. Like, But Data's like, whoa, I, neither one of us is more perfect, and he keeps repeating that to himself. And Yeah, and then tells Lore, 
you lied to me again. Right. Like, everything that he knew about himself is incorrect. Mm -hmm. And Lore is just ranting about how, like, you deactivated me. Uh, You went and created this guy because I'm not good enough. Like, what's your problem? You could have fixed me, Dad. Yeah, and... Because Lore knows that he has a problem. Yeah, nobody likes him. But he can't be fixed. And and uh, and what Sung says, no, you don't understand. It wasn't that easy. The logical conclusion was to create another model that was better because getting in there and fixing all that stuff would have been way more difficult. And, you know, the, the people didn't trust you. They were going to turn on you, and there would have been bloodshed. So I just needed to turn you off. I'm sorry, but that's just how it is. Lore does not accept this uh, at all. No. And Data is still, like, totally blown away that he's not less perfect than Lore. <laughs> but finally, Song cuts through the bullshit, and he's like, look, here's why I tried so hard to get you here, Data. Here's why you have that homing device in your brain. I made this chip. It's an emotion chip. You'll be a little more like Lore. You'll be a little more human. And... It'll be different, but it, it took it was a painstaking procedure to make this. Took me two years. It took him two years to build it, and this is finally what you want, right? Like, uh, and Laura's like, "Well, what about me?" And Song is like, "Sorry, this is only for Data. It's built for his circuits. Uh, you're more like a human anyway. This this is something that that's for him." And uh, then Laura gets real. Laura gets pissed. Yeah, and he leaves, and and before he leaves, he he winks at Data. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Song like goes to sleep or something. Yeah, he uh, gets tired. Right, he suddenly he's like a ninety-five-year-old man. He's so like, oh, what? I, I need a nap. He's got to go to sleep. No, oh, geez. While he's asleep, Lore shuts Data off and steals his uniform and switches clothes with him. Yeah, which by the way, the uniform, Lore's uniform. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I forgot about this. Lore had, we thought that he was destroyed or incapacitated, but what had happened in data lore or after that yeah. was he was drifting in space for two years and picked up by a Pakled ship. Yeah. So he was wearing a Pakled trader uniform. Uh-huh. And the Pakleds, if y'all remember, are the big lumpy idiots in who space. Who tricked Jordy really easily. Who tricked Jordy very easily. Yes. The fix it, make it go better. <laughs> yeah. The people that look like uh, Bobo and Little Double from Nothing But Trouble. Yeah, that great classic movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, those are the pack leads. I love, though, that very subtle callback that yeah. they did. It was great. Because I don't think we're ever going to see those guys again. I don't think we actually see them, but he was in their... I just would... Ah, God, can you imagine Lore living on that ship with pack oh, for like God. two years? Oh, God. Because that's what he's been doing. Oh, wait, totally. Like, did he kill him? <laughs> probably. He that's probably got, got sick of him. <laughs> <laughs> or there's a naked Paglet somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they would have driven him nuts. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so Lord knocks Data out, switches clothes with him, and Sung is implanting the chip in what he thinks is Data. Ugh, Sung, you idiot. And there's like a special place for the chip. like in I know. It's great. It was uh, Data was built with an expansion. Well, bank. no, but this is Lore. Lore was built with, yeah. They, I guess they Extra both would slots be. for more RAM. Yeah. You know? <laughs> this is basically what it is. He's putting it in a new video card. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and as soon as it activates, uh, Lore starts 
singing some like music hall song from the 19th century or something. Oh, they and love their old shit. They love this. Yeah. They love their free public domain stuff. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, thank you. Uh, and he starts making fun of Dr. Song. He's like, I always thought the often wrong song never was a good rhyme. And so he makes up this other poem about Sung not being able to tell uh, his two sons apart. Yeah. And now we realize that, oh, oops, he put the chip in lore. No! And Sung is like, lore, you don't understand. The the chip wasn't made for you. It'll fry your circuits. It's, it's for data. And uh, lore is like twitching a little bit. Yeah. He's, He's like, like, I don't know what it's doing, but it's doing something. <laughs> like, it doesn't seem to bother him at all. It's like lore just... Did a line of coke or something. Right. And he yeah. throws Sung across a table and, and oh, escapes. Yeah. He, he, like, you throw a 95 year old dude across the table, like, you're what an asshole. Yeah. You're probably going to kill him. Mm-hmm. Uh, just at that point, uh, Jordy, Worf, and Riker come down to the planet and they're kind of homing in on the human life form that they find, which is Dr. Sung. They come into the lab, find everything is trashed. And Sung is like beneath a pile of books and stuff, and he's hurt real bad. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's gonna got die. a little bit of blood on his face. He's, he's got a little bit of blood, but so you know he's dead. It's not. It's not that hard to kill like an ancient dude. <laughs> so he's probably gonna die. He's having trouble breathing, and then Worf finds Data uh, shut down in the other room wearing yeah. the pack lead stuff. Continuity error. What what's that? When they turn data back on? Oh yeah! On. So they turned a switch like uh, on his lower back. Yeah, they like slapped his butt and he turned on. Yeah, it's supposed to be on the back of his neck, right? Yeah, exactly. He's only got one kill switch. Yeah, which is yeah, on the back of his neck. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you guys know this. So they they turn data back Come on. on. Rick Berman, <laughs> you know this. They turn data back on. And Data kind of realizes that, like, oh, uh, Lore's gone. <laughs> what? What happened? Oh, I don't. I don't have the emotion chip. No, oh, bummer. He doesn't even say that. He's like, no, oh, I don't have an emotion chip. Yeah, and he finds Doctor Sung, and you know, like, it. It sucks. Like he's seeing his dad dying, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because Data doesn't like outwardly process these emotions you know Mm -hmm. but uh it's um he's having trouble dealing with it yes and you can kind of tell yes like there's at one point Riker is like he's kind of mad at data uh, considering everything that just happened but song is trying to say is like no i activated a homing device in his brain uh data just you know do this this and this and you'll get your memory back and so he does, and Data's horrified. He's like, Commander, please understand, I had no idea that I was doing any of this. I was not in control of my own functions. And Riker's like, well, we'll, we'll talk about it later. And Data's like, can you please leave so I can say goodbye to my dad? Like, yeah, which is shocking to both Jordy right. and Riker. They haven't really seen this level of emotion from him. Mm-mm. And, yeah, Data has to say goodbye, and... He's like, look, as long as I'm around, as long as I'm turned on, you're going to be there. Like, part of you will live on. 
as long you know as long as nobody shuts me off or anything. As long as no one touches touches my butt. Right. As long as no one touches my butt, you'll be <laughs> you'll live forever. <laughs> Which is what Doctor Sung was saying earlier. Right. This is uh, the posterity thing that he is like. <laughs> this is why. Yeah. <laughs> this is why people preserve old things and create new things. Yes. Because humans will die. And that's what Sung says. He's like, Data, everybody dies. And I've lived a long life. You need to get back with your friends and make sure that that kid doesn't die. Yeah. So you worry about the future. And he dies. <laughs> Finally. So the guy that we thought was dead is, now, is dead. now actually dead. Unless he escaped. And that's actually lore. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> well, they look alike. Oh, who knows? <laughs> Back on the ship, uh, so Willie had been uh, getting slightly worse. Like, there's at one point he tells Dr. Crusher that he gets dizzy when he stands up, and Dr. Crusher tries to do this joke where it's just like... It's not ever? a joke. It's not a joke. There's no punchline so, to yeah, it. She's like, you ever heard the joke about the man who goes to the doctor? He says, doctor, I can't raise my arm. And so the doctor says, well, don't raise your arm. Uh, so that's, that's not a joke. Basically telling Willie, don't stand up. And I know she's trying to make him not worried, but it's like, wow, that sounds bad. Yeah. They're really cutting it close. <laughs> don't move at all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but now that Data's on the ship, he's able to crack that code, you mm -hmm. know, the thing that had them restricted to only the sensors on the ship. He cracks a code, uh... The power and everything is restored, turns the ship back over to Captain Picard, and they can get on their way to um, to the starbase just in time to save this kid's life. They're talking to Dr. Crusher, I think, like a week later or something. So they'd gotten to the starbase, and she says that, like, yeah, he's got a week more of quarantine, but he's out of the woods, he's doing a lot better, and let's go check on him. So they go to the sick bay, and they see Jake... Playing with Willie, and Willie's in like this boy in the bubble thing, <laughs> where like they're playing with dinosaurs right. and stuff, which I thought was interesting because in Sung's lab he had plastic dinosaurs all he over did. the place. I don't know why, <laughs> but he had this like terrarium with plastic dinosaurs. Yeah. So Willie, I liked minis. Yeah, Willie and Jake are playing with plastic dinosaurs through the quarantine thing. Troy is there and. Uh, Dr. Crusher is there, and Data is also there. And Data's like, "Wow, they're uh, they seem to be doing a lot better. They haven't. They're. It's like nothing happened between them." And Troy is like, "Yeah, they're brothers. Brothers forgive." Ugh. And it just kind of zooms in on Data's face, and you can tell he's never going to forgive Lore. Yeah, Lore killed his Lore dad. Lore killed his dad and deactivated him again. Right. I know. Data is just like. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if I can forgive that brother. Which know. is, I think, the correct response. Agreed. Agreed. War is going to stab you in the back. Yes. That's what he does. Yes. So, yeah, that was that was the end of the episode there. Yeah, end of episode. Mm-hmm. Well, Patrick, this is where we like to rate what we just saw. If we thought it was amazing, must-watch Star Trek, we set to kill. If we thought it was pretty good, it comes up in the queue, you give it a watch... We set to stun. And if we thought it was horrible, avoid at all costs, we leave it in the holster. So, Patrick, what'd you think? You know what? I think I, I'm going to say set to stun. Oh, what? I know. It's not a bad episode. Oh. But, and I, I do think it is something that you need to see for the relationship between uh, Data and his brother. But 
some of the stuff when they were all three in the same room, like it was shot so weird that because they had to get yeah, yeah one actor. To yeah, play they three had to parts. get one actor. And I understand why, but like it was shot so weird that it kind of took me out of it. Mm, and see. then the B plot with Willie was like it's hard to get kids to act. <laughs> you know, it's hard to do that. I agree. And I think, like you said, the lines that they gave Dr. Crusher were pretty bad. They're terrible. The one thing that was super cool, though, was the beginning with uh, them trying to get control of the ship from Data. Mm-hmm. I thought that that really ramped up the suspense, like, right at the beginning. Like, it's not a bad episode. Watch it. I just, uh, I don't think it's right at the level of great for me. Mm. Well, I'm going to give it set to kill. Okay. All right. Okay. Robot. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, it's super important, I think, to Data's story. Oh, yeah. So if you miss this episode, there's a bunch of stuff that has happened with Data that's going to continue happening with him that I think this is a really crucial moment in. Yeah. Uh, the idea that you can make a chip and give Data emotions, it gives him something now to, to motivate towards like mm-hmm. now he knows hey i could put an emotion chip into my brain or i could learn to be human right um i just think it's a crucial chapter yeah and i wouldn't want to miss it there are some really uh poor lines i would say in the b plot some poor acting as well yeah um but you know what it's tv that's <laughs> <laughs> it's not a movie that's it, true I, I liked it i like this episode a lot no i have bad. brothers I've tried to kill them. I mean, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I've got brothers too. None of them have ever tried to kill my dad, <laughs> so I can't really relate. Yeah, on that front, that's the truth. But it's not bad. Yeah, I'm not I thought argue it was with good. You too much. I thought it was good. Set to kill. Give it a watch. Well, Patrick, is there anything you want to talk about before we get out of here? Yeah. Uh, again, I just want to say thanks to all of our listeners and especially all of the people that give to our Patreon. Hey, thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, if you, you can find us at patreon.com slash pattrek. That's where all of the free episodes are going to live and any of the premium stuff. Uh, we're watching the original series, and we'll be uploading those uh, uh, occasionally. We're going to try to watch one next week, I think. Yeah. So look for that on our Patreon. Yeah. And that's just five bucks a month. You'll be able to hear us talk about the original series. Yeah. Totally different ball game. Oh, man. Well, my point of view on the original series is quite a bit different. Yeah. Yeah. So, cool. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at PatLikesToTweet because Facebook is for noobs. And you can listen to The Dungeon Rats. It's an interactive dungeon crawl that I do with my friends. You can submit your monsters, plot twists, magic items, and anything else you can think of at thedungeonrats.com. Let's see what's out there. Peaches. Oh. Sauce. Peaches. 